Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Well, it's a beautiful morning, or wherever the time of day it is for you guys. Uh, but yeah, hey, how's it going? It's time for J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Rodriguez, and fall is in the air. Pumpkin spice lattes, cooler breeze, a little bit of sweater weather. Wow, that flew by, guys. Summer flew by, guys. And wanted to invite, uh, invite you guys today to a really special episode. We have Matthew Fowler, guys, a really, really, really great and talented uh, artist from Orlando, Florida, and he just released one of my favorite albums that I've listened to this year. You guys are going to love it. Um, th- the album is um, is called The Grief We Gave Our Mother, and it is basically an, uh, an odd to growing up chasing dreams. So if you're in your mid-20s, you know, early 30s, like a lot of my audience is, you know, you're really going to relate to it because... You know, it's just a lot of self-introspection and the gray zones of life, not just the white and the black, but the ups and the downs in a really honest and thoughtful way with really powerful vocals. Matthew wrote most of the album in his early and mid-20s, and, uh, you know, he quit his job managing a music venue in Florida, in Gainesville, Florida. Then he moved to Denver, uh, you know, had a relationship, relationship ended, lost his grandmother, toured for a while with Tana and Addie Prado who are on this uh, this album, Great Harmonies, by the way. And yeah, the music is going to really resonate with you guys. It's um, If you appreciate traditional, honest songwriting, then this is for you guys. Um, his voice is dry, distinctive, and it is just wonderful and beautiful. We hope you enjoy this interview and this story with Matthew. And stay tuned for a really special performance um, from him in this episode. So just stay tuned until the end. And guys, if you're new to the show, you know what I'm going to ask you. We're really, really grateful that you click subscribe. If you can uh, give us a little rating, we appreciate that. It takes 20 seconds of your time. Helps us a whole lot, guys. But yeah, don't let me keep you any longer. Without further ado, this is Matthew Fowler on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Matthew Fowler. Hey, how's it going, man? How are you doing, Matthew? Doing great. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely, man. So, okay, Matthew. So, where do we even begin? Let's let's just jump straight to it, Matthew. Because let's I mean, the, the grief we gave our mother, and it's set to release on September 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, 10 days from now. I and know, it's uh, crazy. I, you know, I don't say this lightly, Matthew, but that's one of the best listens to we've had this year. It's absolutely wonderful. Wow, thank you very much, Jamie. I pre- I really appreciate that. That's really that's so good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad you like it. It was phenomenal. I mean, from from Marianne to beginners, it's just a whole journey. Like the songwriting, the um, the harmonies, the production is just perfect, man. It's it's a really great art that you created there. Thanks, dude. That's really kind yeah. to hear. Thank you, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so let's start with that, Matthew. Like, you know, sure. what's what's the feeling, you know, days before finally, you know, this project that you've had for a while is is set to be released to the to the world at large, man. Dude, it's uh, it's kind of a crazy feeling to be honest. You know, I've been working on this record for a long time, um, mm. in and out of the studio, um, in and out of writing for it, in and out of touring. Um, it's been almost like six or seven years since I've released yeah. a record um, in its entirety. And a lot of that time was spent just figuring out how to 
how to do music more officially as a as a person, you know, like growing in the world and you know, I'm I'm 27, but I started touring and stuff when I was like 18 or 19. Sure. And so there's a lot of just learning to do, a lot of growing to do. I started to kind of see how other people released records and did did them well and released them well and actually put some thought and care into it, you know, and I decided that that's what I wanted to do with this batch of songs because I was really proud of the writing and I thought the songs were good enough to do something kind of bigger and better um, than I'd done before. And so that journey took a lot longer than I thought it would, um, but it was all good stuff. And so now being on the cusp of releasing it, it's pretty wild actually because I'm leaving on my first tour um, like basically next Wednesday, the 8th, I, I leave Denver, drive to Nashville to pick up one of my bandmates, and then I'm on tour for a month and the, and the album comes out. And, uh, you know, because of COVID, I haven't been on tour in like, you know, however long, like over a year and a half or something. So it's just a lot of stuff culminating together at the same time. And I feel pretty excited about it because it's the first batch of music that I've, that I'm like truly proud of. Like I listen to it and I'm like, yes, like it sounds good. Like I'm really happy with it, which is, you know, I think for whatever reason, songwriters and art artists and we're always like weird about our own stuff from time to time, you know, it's weird sure. to listen to our own stuff. So this is really like, it feels good to be able to listen to this and feel proud of it. And the other musicians that played on the record are just fantastic. And yeah. I hear, I hear a lot of that. And Tana and Addy who sang harmonies all over it and woodwind mm -hmm. stuff. They're just so good. And so it feels really great to, to have like this coming out in the world and feel, something to feel really proud of, regardless of whether or not it, you know, it does big things or small things or whatever. Like I know it's something that I can look back on for the rest of my life and feel pretty proud of it, um, which feels yeah. good, you know? I know that's like very lofty. Those are big things. Um, but it feels like a big, huge chapter in my life. And so it feels really cool to have it actually like come to fruition in this way. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A lot to unpack there, man. But yeah, I think, I think part of the reason why the the album, you know, besides the the uh, the musicality and everything, is so great is because of what you said, what you're alluding to, Matthews. You know, you started writing it when you were, you know, a, a young man, really finding yourself, and yeah, and it, it's almost like you're leaving, like an actual tangible, you know, sonic proof of how far like you've become and it's, and you're sharing it with the world. It's, it's like a really special thing. Thanks, man. That's a really cool way of looking at it. Actually. I like that a lot. Um, you know, m music and making music and writing songs and stuff to me has never been, it's never been like a side quest, you know, it's always been kind of the main thing and it's very, um, <laughs> confessional to what's going on around me and you know, the state that I'm in and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. um, I listen back on these songs and I really hear, like you said, you know, I hear the last couple years of my life, um, and it feels kind of cool to be able to sit back and and think about all the things that I've done and all the steps that it's taken to get to this point. And and at the end of the day, it's you know, it's a it's over in an hour, <laughs> you know, the the album, which is kind of funny too, how it all gets boiled down to yeah. just a couple songs. Um, you know, it's funny how much time and effort and energy goes into just making four minute things, you know? Sure. Um, but I feel really proud. And so yeah. I, I appreciate the sentiments, Jamie. Like, yeah, absolutely. Really nice. Absolutely. And um, do you remember Matthew when you were in Gainesville and you were in that, uh, you know, managing that music venue when you uh, first sat down to write down this, this album? Like, do you, do you have like a moment that you pin down and like where, where the thing was born basically? Well, there's a couple moments, you know, I, I had been tossing around the idea of the, the phrase, the grief we gave our mother had been, 
kind of with me for many years because um, I wrote a song called I'm Still Trying that's on that record and it had gone through many iterations. Thanks, man. But that was the um, that was kind of the first track on the on the album that made me go like, okay, I think I've got something here. You know, I think I've got a cool song or I think I've got like an idea. There's a grander thing going on. And um, so I just started calling the project The Grief We Gave Our Mother. And mm. I started just slowly working on it over time. And some of the songs I, I started like even before working at that music venue, some of the songs I started after that. And it really is just like a large, you know, a large um, swath of my life uh, through writing. You know, it's kind of like yeah. my favorite songs since, you know, coming out with the last record and having like five or six years of songs to kind of pick and choose from that, that feel representative of, of who I am and, and what I want to, you know, how I want to present myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the songs came from just life, man. Um, working at that music venue was super fun, but it was, you know, I've said before that it was, it was basically like facilitating a lot of other people's dreams and um, which is cool. You know, it's, it's always fun to, to see people succeed in what they do. And I got to set up a lot of really great shows for awesome artists but I felt like I wanted to be the one who was the artist, sure. you know? So sure. that's, that was a big moment for me. It was like kind of a, that period of working in Gainesville was sort of the first time I contemplated like, all right, what does music look like in my life in a different capacity? Um, yeah. You know, other than playing and touring and all that sort of stuff. And then I kind of yeah. realized like, oh, well, playing and touring is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. It brings me the most joy and um, centers me for some reason, which is weird. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I know. Okay. You briefly alluded to your first album beginnings, which you recorded in your kitchen, by the way. I did. Um, but okay. I have a couple questions here, but like the first one would be, okay. Like you lived in Gainesville, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I can't help comparing this new project to beginnings that there were, there is like a, a very human, like American, all American element to it. And I, I'm just curious if like some of like, I mean, I'm sorry to be so cliche, but some of Tom Petty's kind of like energy in Gainesville, like, or, or just by you being there and you experiencing that you brought to your own songwriting. You know, I think Gainesville was the first time in my life that I was actively around really great songwriters by choice all the time. Um, right. there, there are some really good songwriters that live in Gainesville and I was friends with a lot of them and working at that venue, I got to really like rub shoulders with, other artists and it was it was a place where music was very much alive to me um, mm -hmm. the music venue is a very beautiful venue it's a 140 seat listening room with state-of-the-art sound and all that sort of stuff and I had um kind of the run of the gamut on that place so after hours I could listen to whatever I wanted through the Danley speakers in that place which is so fun to put on like yeah. Michael Jackson's earth song like as loud as you can go you know and just blare the windows out and stuff like that so I had access to a lot of really great recording equipment and and while I ultimately didn't use that to record the record um, it you know it sharpened the blade um, that made everything else possible you know it got my mind thinking and logistically understanding what it takes to do a record of the caliber that I wanted to do you know because yeah. I was around the gear and I was around the people and I was seeing people make records I was watching shows happen I was facilitating other live shows so I got the kind of the back of house experience I'm like okay how do you book these sorts of venues or how do you like how do they how does it all work and so I got to really see like a huge overview on, of a lot of things in the day-to-day -day that I had been involved in but only from the musician standpoint and now being from the other standpoint I really just got to like you know be a kind of a nerd about it um, which was totally. really fun 
And um, it definitely made me kind of like really think about how I wanted to do music in the in the future. And, you know, and just I just learned a whole lot, you know, definitely. Um, being educated is half the half the fun of doing this stuff. You get a little bit better as you know what's going on a little bit more. Yeah. It becomes less mystical and a little more tangible. You know? I agree. Yeah. And, and that was really important for me, for sure. You know, I, I could talk to you for 17 hours. I'm already realizing this, but <clears throat> Matthew. Oh, yeah, I am. You and I seem like we're going to talk all day. I'm, I'm down with it, man. Oh, I got man. So cool, man. Well, listen, you're from Orlando. I am. Yeah. I'm from Miami. I Hell love, yeah. love Florida. I love my home state. You know, all the good stuff, the weather, the, the taxes. We, know, we, we love Florida. Yeah, yeah. But why do you think, though? You know, and this is completely off of like, you know, sure. prep, but like, why do you think, man, that like, you know, that Florida, it's just not a good breeding ground for, for good artists like yourself. It's just such a shame. I had to get out of, and I'm in Nashville now, the same. Yeah. It's, it's almost like there's a roof. Why do you think that is? You know, I, I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, coming from there. I want to say a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is sort of an isolated state. You know, um, you have to drive... Like, like a band has to drive hours and hours from Atlanta to get into Orlando or Miami. or It's, it's a huge leg of a thing. Like if you yeah. want to do it, you have to really make the, you can't, you're not usually playing one show unless you're flying and doing stadiums and then you don't have to worry about it anyway. Um, but you're never playing like one show in Florida. You have to book like three or four shows to make it work. And a lot of people, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, don't, um, don't make it happen. And sure. I think it's also kind of, you know, it's, it's one of those spots where, um, you know, there are pockets of like, there's a lot of political stuff going on. It's a pretty red state and more than it is a blue state in a lot of ways. Um, and I find that a lot of like the arts thrive under, you know, more of that kind of mindset, I would say, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't know, man. You know, I think it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a cool spot and it's a really great place to grow up. It's a great place to be in nature. You're right by the beach, you know, no matter where you are, there's lots of like really cool old school rustic Florida stuff that people don't really know about, you know, like right. you drive through the panhandle or any of that stuff and it starts to get really country pretty fast, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, <laughs> but that's kind of what's cool about it. There is a culture there, but it, it's definitely, it's definitely more of like a low key culture than like, like people trying to like make a lot of shit happen, I think. Yeah, totally. You know? And totally. I was definitely like in this position where like I had some great friends who were songwriters and Orlando is a cool place to grow up, but you know, I wanted to move to Nashville and I wanted to be in New York and I wanted to Colorado. It's also yeah, really Colorado. Bad. I wanted to kind of like get out of town and do something different and see somewhere different. And, you yeah. know, I think it's pretty natural to want to leave the place where you are from yeah, and do sure. something. And then and then you come back with with a further perspective on on all that stuff, which is really cool. Very well said. Very well said, Matthew. And uh, OK, so you talked a little bit about about, um, you know, the band that you record the album with. And, and it's so it's so mm -hmm. great. So let's talk about okay. Tananati Prado, for example. Yeah, you know, yeah. You alluded to them. I mean, the, the way you guys collaborate and, and for my audience that maybe is not aware of you yet, I, I would say it's almost like Brandy Carlisle with the twins. Sure. Uh, it, totally. It's really, it's, the way you guys complement each other is phenomenal. How did you guys meet? Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. Um, we actually met in uh, we didn't go to the same high school. Um, but we went to like kind of rival high schools, I guess. And my buddy Kyle, who's an upright bass player, and he played upright bass on the first album, Beginning, he, uh, he introduced us um, not too, f too long before we recorded that album, that first album, actually. Um, they just were, I mean, they're sisters. Their harmonies are absolutely insane. Um, they're, very, they're two of the most musical people I've ever met. Um, I think they both went to um, college at FSU for music. 
Um, they're like real musicians, you know. I'm kind of like a cowboy musician. Like I didn't really go to school for anything. I just kind of learned. But they went to school and they like know what they're doing. You know, they're very trained musicians. And so the combination of them having this really rigid training and me not having any of that is a really nice combination actually because they kind of, they sort of, um, what's a good way to say it? They kind of put me in the rails a little bit, you know. They give me they give me the space to do whatever I need to do, but they also make it so that I'm a little like like I stay on track. Sure, you know? sure, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and they're I mean, they both play lots of instruments. I mean, Tana plays um, clarinet, Addie plays oboe, which were both featured in the album, which is really exciting to bring that kind of like classical music element to the songs, um, just because I think that that stuff's really beautiful. Addie also played the trumpet, which is hard to do. You know, woodwind and brass instruments are typically hard to to merge together um, as one player, and she's just really talented at that. And so I really lucked out um, finding them. And you know, when we've toured quite a bit together, and it's exciting for me because I get to keep them both together as sisters on tour. So they're kind of like their own support system, and it's it's fun. I feel like I'm the arbiter of like a family reunion when we get to play together, which is. A good feeling and Addie just got married and I went to their wedding it was actually in Nashville and um, their whole family is just kind and I don't know they're just really good people and um, and I think they're kind of like the first the first group of folks that I've played with that I can really be 100% myself with and they understand like how I play live and they understand how I am and we can like work through that and really get to something special together which is really cool and that's really cool, dude. Thanks. And then, you know, another great part of your story, and we were just in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, a couple of weeks ago. We were nice. at the Blue Ox yeah. Music Festival. And such a key part of the making of this wonderful album was, you know, made in, in, in Eau Claire. Yeah. You know, of course, Justin Vernon from uh, Bon Iver is from there. And, sure. and there's this, tell us a little bit about this scene. And it gave it like a really good color to our album there, Matthew. Thanks, man. Um, you know, Eau Claire is really cool. Um, Shane, Shane Leonard, who produced the record, um, we had met... Uh, just through f through my manager Steve, um, he works with this woman Anna Tivill, who's a really fantastic songwriter. And I had heard uh, Shane's production on her record, and I thought he did such a good job of taking a really what's a good way to say it? Taking something rudimentary, you know, like a songwriter record, you know, acoustic guitar and a vo and a vocal, and maturing it, making it interesting, making it more nuanced than than not you know and that was really important to me because i had all these songs and they're all kind of you know you play 10 songs on acoustic guitar and they'll start to kind of sound the same no matter what's going on you know what i mean and so with shane he's he's really good at just taking a listen to it as an as a whole coming up with like new angles to approach things from but without sure. stepping on the songs themselves which is hard to do because i'm a crazy i'm very dynamic when i play um, yeah. it's a lot of like you know it goes from very soft to very loud and all sorts of stuff and he did such a good job of understanding that that was like really important to me and working around that rather than like all right here's like a straight beat let's just play it over this guitar part you know he was very careful with his drumming as to like where to explode and yeah. where to where to be more subdued where to give space and where to not give space and it was really cool working with him i learned a million things just being there it was that i mean it was kind of like a week that i was there it was pretty whirlwind um we did a lot of stuff. I can't. I can't truthfully say that I like hung out in Eau Claire and went to all the bars and did all the things. Right, you know, right, we were, right, we were pretty right. busy. Um, but the group of uh, musicians that I I was introduced to there are a like world class players, and b like world class people. 
just really nice folks. Um, yeah, I felt like I really made friends and I like was in the studio with the dudes, you know, which is like not an experience I have a lot of. Um, I do a lot of stuff alone or like in bit, bits and pieces and bring people in slowly. And that was kind of this like, all right, I'm hanging with the guys this week, you know, getting yeah. some stuff done and being like a music guy. And it felt really cool. Man, Matthew, so cool, dude. You're being so good with your time. And I think there's a rumor you may play a little song for us. Um, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. But, um, but let me ask you this before that. Because sure. uh, I just I just want to dig really quickly into your songwriting, Matthew, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked about all the other stuff. But your songwriting, we can't we, we can't ignore it. You know, with everything I could or rest. I mean, dude, all of them. It's just, it's sick. So Thanks, I have man. to ask you about, like, just about the process. man. Because, okay. you know, are you, like, regimented old school? Like, all right. This week, friends, family, I'm locking myself from nine to four. <laughs> See you guys later. Phone off. Or are you very much like, man, you're walking in Eau Claire, you get an idea, record it in the iPhone, and like when the muse strikes? It's very much the second one. It is nice. no structure whatsoever <laughs> to the way that I write, uh, which is, you know, something that I could probably work on. I'm trying to take a lot of time to really think about how I've done things in the past, how I want to do things in the future. It would definitely benefit me to take some time every day and sit down for an hour and really actually concertedly write some stuff. But I find that most of the work that is the most engaging to me is done very impromptu mm. um, for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But there's this feeling when you write something. Now, recording and playing and all that sort of stuff, that's more of a finesse for sure. That's take some time to kind of think about it. I practice the songs. I kind of decide what the delivery is and that kind of thing but the writing itself is most powerful to me which is what's most important to me like if it's not powerful to me then i don't want to sing it you know sure. it doesn't mean anything to me like it can it can be a really cool song but if it's not like emotionally moving to me then I, you know it's whatever interesting um, so i really like take the time and space to make sure that what i'm singing matters to me you know, which is easier said than done because sometimes it's like a little word that doesn't feel right and that I need to change and sit with and stuff like that. Um, but the best songs in my mind that, I, that I'm most proud of have all been written pretty kind of spur of the moment, you know, like Beginners, I wrote that in like five minutes. Everything that I could, I wrote that in like unbelievable. 15 minutes. Unbelievable. Wow. It's, it's weird to, you know, honestly, it's weird to look back on the, some of these songs Especially now, like it's been done for a little bit. I'm sat with them. Um, I've played some of them out for a long time. And to really like, you know, listen to it and think like, man, I wrote that song. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I did that, you know. And I kind of constantly have those moments where I have to kind of pinch myself. And not that they're the greatest songs ever written, but to me, they, they, they feel powerful still, um, which is really cool to me, you know. like Super cool. Yeah. Um, I'm really lucky to every now and then get like the chance to to write something that matters to me well, well, you know? I, feel, I feel like you know not only for myself but people should really check Matthew Fowler on tour this year because obviously you know like as, as you're hearing it for my audience like you're putting you're seeing an artist just really performing songs from his heart from his soul man like and that's Thanks, that's a special man so we people should really check you out I'm definitely gonna make the effort for sure yeah we're, I'm doing a Americana Fest in, in Nashville I'm sure oh, you're wonderful what did I what, what day are you performing Do you it's know? the 25th Saturday the 25th Saturday 25th okay, I want to say it's like 8 30 at because the venue got changed it was going to be somewhere else and then they're doing all this COVID stuff changed. going on um 
But I'll find out and I'll, I'll email you. I'll let you know. That's a great slot, Saturday night. Very yeah, man. I'm really, and I got the girls too. It's going to be their trio oh, show. Epic, epic, be, epic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we'll hope fun. we can make it. Awesome, Matthew. Yeah. So, so thanks for your time, man. It's been a wonderful chat. Uh, Absolutely. Why don't you take thanks us away me. with a song, if, you, if you'd be so kind. Yeah, so what I was going to say is not to kill the vibe, but um, I'm just using my headphones right now, and they're not the best. So what I was thinking I could do is just record a voice memo on my phone as I'm playing and then send it to you, and maybe if you want to replace the audio with a nicer audio or oh, whatever yeah, sure. you want. Whatever. Right, yeah, cool. we can do that. We can do that. Sure. Yeah. And if it works, then cool. And if it doesn't, whatever, whatever works for you. <laughs> so, I I'm like gonna, that. so I'm going to press record on my voice I memo think, right now. I think Sam, Sam, my, uh, my producer here, I think she's giving me the, the, the thumbs up. So, All right. Uh, perfect. Um, so I'm going to take these guys off and I'm going to play a song. I think I'm going to play Cassie for you beautiful. guys. So you. give me one second and hope you enjoy it. Cassie, I'm glad that you were with me You made it easier to smile Wish you'd leave that man Up in the shirt again I can make it worth your while Cassie, I know how hard you have it I've felt you wake I've seen you I could book some shows down in Mexico Let your hair down for a change Cassie, I'm leaving in the morning Stayed here way too long this time I could make some space In this endless race 
If you ever change your mind absolutely wonderful right that was, that was wonderful man thanks very much um so wow. I, I, re I recorded it and then um i can either email it to you or whatever whatever you want to do it yeah i mean you know either works man that was just we're, we're still recovering from that one just uh, <laughs> just really great stuff matthew thanks dude. thank you thank you and congratulations again i mean this album is gonna have legs for a long time congratulations matthew thanks very much man i, I appreciate the kind words and um thanks for having me and yeah. You know, I hope to see you in Nashville. I would love Absolutely. to buy you a beer. It'd be awesome. Oh, uh, we'd be our honor. Thank you so much, Matthew. Great to see you, man. Have a good Take one. Care. Cheers. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.